Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Good morning, good morning, good morning. (laughs) So it's uh, five o'clock in the morning here on the island of Kauai. I've been in Hawaii for the last uh, week or so. And uh, yeah, just a week now, I guess. I I got here a week ago and uh, been having a great time. I'm sure I'll mention some of that in the show. But let us tune within. So I invite you to place your hand on your heart and take that breath of love and gratitude with me. Let's center in here and be so grateful and so thankful that our life is the life of God, that our heart is the heart of God, that our mind is the mind of God, and our true identity is free. We're finding freedom in our heart, the only place that it's located. We're finding abundance in our heart, the only place that it's located. So in this very moment, we consciously decide to partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self and invoke into our awareness divine love, perfect peace and harmony, the true identity is unfolding through us and as us. We are remembering ourselves. And we are so grateful and so thankful to share the benefits of our life of love with everyone because we are one with them. In grace and gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 Yes. So through the magic of radio, I am coming to you from my uh, B&B in Hawaii, on the island of Kauai. And uh, it's, it's been a wonderful trip. It's been a wonderful time to rest and restore and uh, do some inner work, as well as quite a lot of other work. Uh, it's... It's wonderful. I get to take my work with me. So uh, teaching all my classes and, and doing everything uh, almost as normal from uh, Hawaii. And last week, we had just amazing classes with David Fishman in Living a Course in Miracles. So if you're not in the Living a Course in Miracles eight-week class, you can still join us. This week, our classes are on healing in the mind, and particularly we're going to focus on depression, healing depression. Our entire eight-week series this time is True Healing, Lasting Transformation. And every single one of the teachers that I picked is sharing their own personal experience of deep and profound lasting healing and transformation. So last week, David Fishman from ACIM Gather was our teacher, and what a beautiful teacher he was. So we did two classes, just like we do every week, uh, Healing Anger and Hurt. 
And uh, by the way, uh, all the classes are free. If you missed them, you can purchase the downloads, the transcripts, that kind of thing. But all the classes are free. And this week we have David Hoffmeister. So last week uh, I was hanging out with David Hoffmeister uh, on the big island of Hawaii. We were at the Kalani Retreat Center where we're going to be leading a retreat in February. We're actually leading three retreats coming up. And uh, just a couple of minutes, uh, uh, moments rather, words about retreating. It's so valuable. It is, I cannot tell you how valuable it is because I have been doing spiritual retreats for a long time now. And in fact, uh, about 10 days ago, I was teaching a workshop in Manhattan at the Open Center there. And I shared uh, a number of times that the last time I had been to the Open Center was, I think, 1986 or something like that. And uh, at that time, I was taking a four-day kind of a retreat, uh, though uh, it was not overnighter, uh, but it was four all-day sessions with Shakti Gawain at the Open Center back in, I think it was 86. And at that time, I was depressed. I was very, uh, oh, I, I was very lost. I was lost. I was just beginning to be found. And I'd come through a period where I'd been suicidal, and I was finding my way back from that. And it was uh, the, the most intensely challenging time of my life. And for anyone who's ever wanted to kill themselves, maybe you feel that way now, or you just feel like you don't like life. Well, I I get it. I totally get it. And um, when we feel stuck in this world of form, then we're not living a miraculous life. And it, it is our inheritance to live a miraculous life. Uh, as it says in A Course in Miracles, we are entitled to miracles. You are entitled to miracles. And miracles are nothing special. They're, they really are how you're supposed to live. What is a miracle? Course in Miracles defines a miracle as when you align your thinking with the Holy Spirit which is your true nature, your true identity. So when you align with your true self, then you live a miraculous life. So th- there's some clues in there that it's, it is your inheritance, it is your natural state to live a miraculous life. Now, the, the miracle is when we choose love, when we choose forgiveness. Forgiveness is choosing love. And as you know, I could start to hear the crows. Uh, the crows are crowing in the background here. If you've ever been to Kauai, you know that there are a lot of lots of wild chickens, roosters, all over the place. And uh, it's just after five a.m. here, so uh, the crows are beginning to do their thing. They know it's time. The sun is coming. It's funny. <laughs> So I've got the the windows open here. We'll see if you can hear them. Um, so miracles are 
our inheritance. They're our birthright. And here's, here's what I can tell you about my personal experience of miracles. The more that I focus on purification, and David and I will be talking about this, I'm sure, this week. I know David Fishman and I were talking about it last week. It's all about this: your spiritual practice, the key to living a miraculous life and having a profoundly deep spiritual practice is that you look at every moment of your life as an opportunity to purify, an opportunity to clarify, to get clarity. Because the only thing that prevents us from experiencing the bliss and the joy and the truth that sets us free is our valuing and cherishing and clinging to and holding on to and believing the thoughts that aren't true, the ones that we've made up, the meaning that we have ascribed to things. That is the only thing that limits our life. Imagine that. I mean, really wrap your head around that. The only thing that limits you are the thoughts of limitation that you choose to cherish. So this is what every single one of the teachers in the Living a Course in Miracles series, all the guests that I've had on the radio show, Ken Wapnick, Gary Renard, David Hoffmeister, Regina Don Akers, etc. All of us are learning to live this way so that in every moment we are choosing love, choosing compassion, choosing freedom, choosing to know the truth. And releasing any attachment that we have to thinking we're right and making negative meaning out of things, thinking limited thoughts. This is why I use that catchphrase that came to me one time when I was sharing about lack and attack, thoughts of lack and attack. They're the same thing. They're all thoughts of limitation. And they're the only thing that blocks the miracles. So we experience miracles. When we are in the flow of love. And that's something we have to choose to align with because we've made so many choices not to. That our habit is not to. Our habit is to see with the eyes of the ego. Now, we all know this, but where the rubber meets the road is every minute of every day. And this is where the spiritual seekers that I know usually get stuck. And this is where I used to get stuck all the time. So in The Course in Miracles, it tells us our little willingness is all that's required. That's all that's required. Our little willingness. Now, it's our willingness to see the loving choice and to choose it instead of the thoughts of lack and attack. Now, in my Finding Freedom class, in my Masterful Living class, this is what we focus on, developing the desire, the willingness to look for and choose the loving choice. And it really is something that is a discipline. Because we have disciplined ourselves for the ego. We really have. I don't know about you, but when I started my spiritual practice, I was in a place that I had truly disciplined my mind to walk into any setting or situation and look for the things I didn't like. 
I would look for what, what I thought was wrong, what I thought should be different. I would automatically scan every situation for what I could criticize, for what I could attack, so that I could feel superior, so that I could feel safe. I knew what to criticize. I had my attack thoughts ready and prepared. My weapons were handy. Seriously, that was how I was walking in the world when I began this practice. And that's exactly why I was suicidal. That was exactly why I hated my life. And that was exactly why I hated myself, because I was using my mind, developing my mind to be a sharp attack monster. Seriously. And so it's been very, very, very challenging for me. The most challenging thing I've ever done was to develop the willingness to choose love. That's the most challenging thing I've ever done. It has kicked my butt. And I I say sometimes it's kicked my butt so hard I'll have a whole new butt. (laughs) Not been easy. Not been easy because I was so committed to being right and thinking I was right and needing to be right and wanting to be right. And that's what got in my way every single day over and over and over again. So the invitation to you is to decide today that you're going to live a miraculous life, that you can live a miraculous life, and that that's what you're interested in. And how do you do that? You make the commitment to partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self every day. And for me, I have to make it over and over and over again. So all day long, I invoke the higher Holy Spirit self to assist me in seeing and knowing and feeling and experiencing the truth. I'm ready to know the truth because I have definitely experienced that the truth is liberating. It does set me free. It's now David Fishman and I talked about this quite a bit last week in the uh, class on healing anger and hurt that it does require a commitment to be consistently willing. And that's not an easy thing to develop. When you're entrenched in the ego, it, it, it we forget. We forget and we go to valuing our thoughts of lack and attack, our judgments, our shooting on ourselves and others. And it's our knee-jerk reaction. So we have to retrain ourselves. But this is the incredibly good news. We don't do it alone. And we when we do it in partnership with the higher Holy Spirit self, it's it's not as hard at all and it's not this big mystery it's willing to follow divine guidance but the thing is when we cherish the thoughts of lack and attack we can't hear divine guidance not very clearly and so it is about recognizing that the journey of spiritual awakening is a journey of purification What are we purifying? Our mind. It's really, we're purifying what we choose. And so we're clearing away 
the knee-jerk reactions. We're clearing away the patterns and habits of the ego. And we don't have to figure out how to do any of that. The Holy Spirit will show us how every day, all day long, our little willingness is all that's required. So we can do this. We can do this. And that this is why being gathered together is so valuable. Now, very often when we're in spiritual community, we can get triggered by people. The ego can be very alive in spiritual community. And people get into these patterns of wanting to be right, who knows more, who has more expertise. But the only thing that matters is who can choose love. Who can be willing to look for the loving choice? Who can invoke divine grace into their heart and live by grace? You don't need to read a book in order to do that. You don't have to memorize any quotes in order to choose love. In fact, the quotes can get in your way. So we're coming to our break in just a moment here, and I want to invite you to do a couple of things on the break if you're interested. So Living a Course in Miracles, if you are not signed up for that class, then remember, we've still got uh, three weeks left. David Hoffmeister and Rhonda Britton and myself this week is healing in the mind and healing depression. So. And, oh, I can't wait for this class this week. So livingacourseofmiracles.com, it's totally free. Also at jenniferhadley.com, if you're having issues of forgiveness and you're stuck on something you can't get over, go to jenniferhadley.com. You can download my free workshop, How to Get Over It. (laughs) right there for you. So I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio. We're living the love. We're walking the talk. And we'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent. To be the love, be the peace, through practical application, as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Yeah, so here I am again, coming to you from the island of Kauai. The sun isn't even up yet here, (laughs) but it's good. It's really good. And, you know... I want to share something about my personal journey with you in terms of living a miraculous life. Doing this work is the hardest thing I've ever done. Choosing love is the hardest thing I've ever done. Isn't that the craziest thing in the world? But sometimes we get so upset and, for me, so judgmental that I refuse to choose love. I refuse. And it doesn't happen very often anymore. Uh, but there are times when I can feel that old ego pattern coming up. But for many, many years, it was the hardest thing for me. And I was not committed. I was not consistent. Consistency is the key 
That is our spiritual practice. Our spiritual practice is choosing love. Now, so many spiritual seekers do not live a consistently miraculous life because they're not consistently choosing love. So many spiritual seekers, and I was one of them for the longest time, that instead of choosing love, I'd read a book and hold on to my judgments. I would go to a lecture, take a class, do all kinds of things to feed the spiritual ego, right? So my ego was totally wrapped up in being a spiritual practitioner, right? I went through the four years of training at the Agape International Spiritual Center to be a science of mind practitioner. And I was uh, at the Ernest Holmes Institute as a minister and then the Agape School of Ministry graduated as a minister. And through a lot of that, I was totally wrapped up in the ego. And I was constantly comparing myself to uh, my fellow students, who's more spiritual, comparing myself to my teachers, judging my fellow students, judging my teachers, of course, judging myself, judging everyone. And I noticed that there was not one of my fellow students who wasn't doing the same thing, even my teachers doing the same thing. Now, I'm most interested in not judging anyone, but simply allowing the love to flow. I'm interested in being in the flow of love. So, as I shared in the uh, Living a Course of Miracles class last week, uh, complaining and judging makes you a crap magnet. I'd rather be a love magnet. So I'd rather choose love, choose compassion, and magnetize that into my life. And it's really not magnetizing it. It's like attracts like. It's you see what you are. You see what you are. So if you look around your life and you see misery, if you look around your life and it feels hard and difficult and disappointing, if you look around your life and it feels like there are betrayals and confusion, then just know this is the state of your mind. Probably it's the perfect time to listen to our Living a Course in Miracles classes this week with David Hoffmeister and myself, totally free, healing the mind, healing depression. One of the things that David and I were just sharing, we we hung out last week um, in, on the Big Island over at the Kalani Retreat Center preparing for our retreats that are coming up. And uh, I was sharing with him how in my 20s I, I was so depressed and uh, suicidal and lost. And uh, I didn't even know how to get a clue, never mind had a clue. And... Um, I asked him if he had ever felt that way, and he said that he wouldn't have described it as being depressed, but extreme disillusionment, which was what he called it. And I that is the perfect description. And that's what I experienced many times in my life, but most acutely around that time I was suicidal in my 20s, extreme disillusionment. So part of why I felt so depressed and suicidal 
was that I thought that the external things in life, the job, the money, the house, all of the external things were the things that would make me happy. And I could not seem to align my externals. Even though I had the things that I said I wanted, they were not making me happy. And so the illusion that the stuff could make me happy was falling away from me. It was cracking open. I came to an awareness that the stuff could not make me happy. And so I was disillusioned. I was disconnecting from the illusion and beginning to wake up. And so I wanted to kill myself. But check this out. Yes, I wanted to die. But you know what? It was really, it was time for the ego to die. I wanted to die to that way of living. And I didn't know how to get out of it. I didn't have any personal resources. I didn't have a teacher to go to. I didn't, I, I didn't have a spiritual philosophy to go to. I didn't have spiritual friends to go to. I didn't have any of that. And so I had no support system in the visible world to help me find my way in the invisible. And I did start to have some amazing, miraculous experiences, but they were disorienting for me. And I didn't have anyone to really help me. But I started asking for help. I started praying for help. You know, and it was just like, help, you know. I had no understanding of God. I was not raised in religion or God. I really didn't know. And I was living in Manhattan, and for me, God was always in the trees, in the forest, in nature. But I I wasn't near nature. The only thing that I really had at that time was I ran every morning in Central Park. And that was my church, running in Central Park in the morning. And so through my willingness, I began little by little to get a clue where there is a little bit of willingness. That's all that's needed. And so I began to crack open that little willingness became that mustard seed that began to grow and crack open the concretized thought, the concrete of my mind, which was the judging ego mind. And I began to be willing to be loving just a little bit. Just, I was so reluctant. So I'm telling you what I know. And now I can honestly say that I, I live a miraculous life and it's getting better all the time. This is our time of awakening right now, this very minute now. We are waking up together. 
So it's very, very valuable for us to gather together in whatever ways we can. This is why I I think I was inspired to do the classes that I do, the free ones, and then also the other ones where we're in spiritual community and practice together, because this is not easy. And it's very easy to get tricked by the ego. You know, for me, I I have to work with this all the time because I think, well, how can I ever afford to do that? Like right now, um, I'm planning this trip to Europe uh, in Ireland, England, and Germany. And I'm still like, oh, how's that going to work financially? I don't know. But I, I know that spirit is going to provide, not because I really want to go there. I do. I'm excited to go there. But I'm feeling drawn and led to go there. So got to follow where you're led. And this is how we learn to cultivate that willingness. So I'm going to invite you right now to place your hand on your heart and to tune in, to close your eyes. And what I believe is that Spirit is always calling each one of us to make a higher choice somewhere. So I'm inviting you to look at where in your life does it feel really difficult? Where does it feel confusing and hard? Where are you wondering and feeling lost? I'm inviting you to open your heart, open your mind, and ask the higher Holy Spirit self, What is the more loving choice that I could make here? What is the more loving choice, the more compassionate choice that I've been missing, that I've been refusing to see, that I have been avoiding? What is that? so important just to ask this question. You don't have to choose it, but become aware of it. This is a key part of our spiritual practice. This is much more valuable than reading a book. So every day if you cultivate the ability to look for the loving choice, whenever it feels sticky or icky, Training your mind to look for the loving choice will support you profoundly. So once you see that loving choice, now let us invoke the higher Holy Spirit self, the Holy Spirit, into our heart and mind and ask for divine assistance in cultivating the willingness to make that loving choice. To not ignore it, to not refuse it, but to align with it, to to recognize it and to thank God for it. Because that's where the miracle is. So many people, I talk with so many people, and so many people feel bereft and lost. They feel very confused financially. They feel like they can't make a go of it. 
And it feels very challenging for spiritual seekers when they can't make a go of it. They want to follow their heart's passion. Many people have tremendous talents as healing presences. But you can't be a healing presence in this world if you're focused on thoughts of lack and attack. So we play small and we keep ourselves out of harming others. When we are born to be a healing presence, and I believe we all are, but we instead choose to cherish the thoughts of lack and attack, then the, the spirit is going to keep us playing very, very small so that our impact is very minimized. That helps us to create the least amount of negative karma, right? You can think of there are some famous spiritual teachers and religious teachers who have enormous impact and who have not been pure and clear in their mind and their heart have been mercenary. And it's been very hurtful, right? We don't want that for ourselves. So the Spirit keeps us playing very, very small when we choose to give ourselves permission to think thoughts of lack and attack. So in this one area of our life that we've just identified where it's very challenging, We're looking for the loving choice. Let us make the commitment to be consistently willing to look for and choose the loving choice. Sometimes we can see the most loving choice, but we're not willing to choose that. But at least we can choose a somewhat loving choice. Maybe we're not willing to extend compassion and generosity, but we can be somewhat patient, somewhat kind. We're developing the spiritual muscle to practice, to walk the talk and live the love. It's a living practice. So our spiritual practice is 99% of our spiritual studies. Studying is not developing the muscle to be loving and compassionate and generous and kind and patient. And that's what brings the miraculous life. Studying does not bring a miraculous life. It is far more beneficial that we would invest ourselves in cultivating a relationship with the Spirit. Just being able to sit and commune with the Spirit. We don't have to necessarily still our minds opening our heart, opening our mind to divine guidance, invoking divine grace, invoking the Holy Spirit. I know that I've got some of my prayer partners listening right now, and you can join us. Every day I record a new prayer, and I write what I call my spiritual espresso, and I send it out as a daily email, and I post it on my website every day as my blog. And you can join us. Every day we are cultivating the ability to walk the talk and live the love and to hear the voice of God. It's our own higher Holy Spirit self. And you can sign up for that totally free at jenniferhadley.com on the blog page.
So it's time for us to go into that break. I'm going to invite you, if you've got your journal, to make some commitments. Write down some commitments that you're going to make and keep to be consistently loving and to invoke the higher Holy Spirit self. It's part of your spiritual practice every day. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and you're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio. We're living the love, we're walking the talk, and I'll be right back. Daily Word, inspiration, and practical teachings to help people of all faiths live healthy, prosperous, and meaningful lives. My mind and body are in an ongoing conversation. My body responds to my thoughts, and my mind continually receives messages from my body, especially when something is out of order. However, I am more than mind and body. I am created in the image and likeness of God. I am first and foremost spirit. As I bring my spiritual awareness into the conversation between mind and body, I keep myself in balance. I know my body and its needs. I nurture it with food and water, rest and exercise. I also send an affirmation of life and renewal to every cell of my being. With spirit-centered thoughts, words, and actions, I claim my true identity as a whole and healthy expression of God, mind, body, and spirit. Daily Word magazine is now available in a digital format. To learn how you can subscribe to this online interactive magazine, go to www.dailyword.com. Music Speaks Louder Than Words is an inspiring, informative, and fun hour of uplifting, heartfelt music and commentary that delivers a powerful message of love, joy, and oneness. It will keep you smiling and singing along. Your host, Dale Worley, is alive with the Spirit of God each Thursday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, with Music Speaks Louder Than Words. Music, it's the only thing that the whole world listens to. been listening to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. If you have a question or comment about today's program, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, visit us on Facebook at A Course in Miracles Pledge, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have pledged to live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Now, back to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. You know, uh, as I was sharing before the break, I speak with so many people who are in that experience of disillusionment. So they're, they are waking up within the illusion and recognizing that it ain't all it's cracked up to be. 
and that the only way out is love. And yet, like me, they find it very, very difficult to make the loving choice. And that's how I learned about partnering up. So being willing to partner up. Now, people ask all the time, well, how do you develop the discipline? How do you develop the commitment? How do you develop the consistency? It's not easy. I know that. Believe me, I know that. It is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. (laughs) And there's no question about that. Very much the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. And yet, I work at it every day. And now it's not work, but I do have to pay attention. I do have to pay attention. And it gets easier and easier and easier. And this is consistently true. This is what I notice in my classes with all the students. So I'm inviting you to invite the Holy Spirit into your life over and over and over again. Find whatever you need to support you. Just begin to just think of this. Think of yourself that from this point forward, you are going to live a miraculous life. This is your aspiration. This is your intention. You know that you're entitled to miracles, and you're going for it. So begin to treat yourself like someone you're encouraging. Begin to treat yourself like someone you're supporting. Begin to treat yourself like someone that you love, that you're helping. So many of you are... people who have children or grandchildren or younger people in your life or friends, just even friends, your same age or older. You, you know what it is to be in a relationship with someone that you're encouraging, someone that you're helping and supporting. So treat yourself like that. So what does that mean? It means that, When you wake up in the morning, you give yourself a little pep talk and you say, okay, today we're, I'm invoking the Holy Spirit to assist me in looking for the loving choice all day long and developing that spiritual muscle of choosing love all day long. Now, as I say that, I can feel some people thinking, Well, this is one of the things that gets me into trouble is I'm loving and then people walk all over me. You know what? It's not true. It's not true. The only times that people ever got to walk on me was when I was not being loving to myself. Because whenever somebody is walking on me, ow, I feel that. Oh, no, that's no, that's not appropriate. They're taking advantage of me. Right, I, you 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 can begin to feel it and sense it. You you know that it's happening, and so that's when you can say, "Oh, you know, I I don't know. I think I'm going to change my mind. I'm not going to do that." And people might say whatever they're going to say because oh, they want to take advantage of you. So, for instance, if if somebody has been taking advantage of you or you are taking advantage of yourself by, let's say, just giving somebody a ride. You know, you give them a ride, you don't really feel like giving them a ride, but you do it anyway. And you feel like, 
Well, you're doing it to be loving, to be compassionate, but they're kind of taking advantage of you. Look a little deeper and you will see that you're giving to get. I would bet you if there's any place in your life where you are feeling that you are being taken advantage of, you've made a deal that you're giving to get something. You might be giving to get some self-esteem. You might be giving to get something, a pat on the back, um, some brownie points, something. You're giving to get somebody to like you. You're giving to get somebody to leave you alone. There's something that you're getting. There's always some motivation. And if we're doing something that we don't feel good about, we need to look at what is our motivation. Because if our motivation is giving to get, that's not love. That's not compassion. That's manipulation. That's control. Because this is something I hear all the time. People are constantly saying, I feel taken advantage of. I feel people walk all over me. I'm so loving and so compassionate that people don't respect me. When I say to them, in any of those cases, are you giving to get something? They always, the light bulb goes on and they're like, oh my God, I didn't even see that. I'm like, that's not loving. That's manipulation. So when you come from love, all of us, all you'll experience. It doesn't mean that some people won't do you wrong. But however that goes down, it will only work together for your good. That is the law. And the law of cause and effect cannot be circumvented. No one. And in fact, in the sections on fear and conflict and cause and effect in chapter 2, Jesus says right there, you can't get around the law of cause and effect. You can't do it. It's always operational and it always works together for your good. All things work together for your good. So the pain, the suffering that people sometimes feel that maybe you're feeling is working together for your good because it is your wake-up call. That discomfort is letting you know that the choices that you're making are not loving. And it's time to make loving choices. Because even if circumstances don't align the way we'd like them to, when we're in the flow of love, we feel great. Regardless of circumstances, because our feeling great is not circumstantial. It's just not. And that takes real learning or remembering to get to. It takes true willingness. So we're cultivating the willingness to see with God's eyes, to know with God's mind and heart. These things are pre-installed in us. This is why I do encourage people to go to the Facebook pledge and print that out. And you can also print out the Facebook Course of Miracles pledge at the livingacourseofmiracles.com website. So when you become a member of that class and it's totally free, then uh, we send you an email which gives you access to the class. And once you have the access to the classes, you uh, can see there on the right-hand side, there's a list of resources 
You can watch the videos. You can print out the pledge. You can print out the forgiveness letter. All these tools are free for you when you register at livingacourseofmiracles.com. The pledge is about seeking the kingdom first and being willing to choose love. This cultivating the willingness is something we have to do 24-7 until we're restored to our true nature. And the thing is, is there is there does come a tipping point. David Hoffmeister and I were talking about this last week at the Kalani Retreat Center, how we both, that extreme disillusionment experience woke us up, and we're very grateful for it now. And in learning to live the love and walk the talk, we got to the point where it was a tipping point where it just got easier and easier. So having seen this in a number of people now, I know that it's true for you too. So it's about choosing love. And that's what brings the miraculous life. So I'd like to also share with you about a little bit about these retreats and that David Hoffmeister and I are offering. So we've got three one-week retreats coming up. If you go to jenniferhadley.com forward slash retreats, you can learn about it there. You can also always click through from my events page. And if you're listening in Ireland, Germany, the UK, you can get all the information there about my dates in Europe in November, December. Join me there and I'll help. I hope you will uh, help me to share about those dates in Europe because I um, want to get the word out. Not that many people know me in Europe yet. So I'm looking for your support and helping me get the word out. Um, the retreats are a week Christmas. We start on the winter solstice. So the big 12. 21 date, the end of the Mayan calendar. We start on that date. And then we've got a week through Christmas. And then uh, we've got, right after that, another week through New Year's. And then uh, the first week of February, we're in Hawaii. So the New Year's and Christmas, we're going to be at the Living Miracles Monastery in Utah. And all three of these retreats are designed to be a vacation-style retreat where you're going to restore, you're going to relax, you're going to renew, we're going to have fun. There'll be daily teachings, great food, great company. They're designed as a healing, restful, restorative, enlightening, awakening experience. And it helps so much when we can get out of our routines. Yes, get out of our routines. Then we can see more loving choices very often, and it's wonderful to practice in community together. So David and I are very much looking forward to that, and we hope you'll join us. And I encourage you to make the commitment early because it's always something people change their mind at the last minute if they leave it to the last minute. The ego gets in there. (laughs) I know. So let us place our hand on our heart right now and be so grateful and so thankful that we can take our spiritual practice to the 
miraculous life of love that we are intending to live. We are grateful and thankful to choose love and to live in this living commitment of consistency and willingness. In grace and gratitude, we share the benefits of our healing and our expansion with everyone because we're one with them. In gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 I love you. Ah, Have a great week. And next week, I'll talk to you from Los Angeles. Mwah.